Are you looking for real, raw, and unfiltered news about what's happening in the greater Philadelphia area? Are you sick of all the vanilla takes about the local issues affecting our community right now? You're in the right place. Tune in to the Philly Face-to-Face Podcast. We are back on the Philly Face-to-Face Podcast, and we have a good friend of mine, my neighbor, and a learning support teacher at Lower Marion High School, Nikki Swartley. Thanks for coming on, number one. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are educators themselves now and really haven't planned on it, given what's been going on. So really love your perspective here on, on what's been happening. So tell us a little bit about your background, like introduce yourself to the audience and then let, let them know who you are and maybe why you got into teaching. Okay. Hi, Tom. So Tom is my neighbor. And so this is a funny way for us to talk. Usually it's over the fence. Um, but yeah, I'm a special education teacher at a suburban high school outside of Philadelphia. And I've been teaching learning support now for about, um, I guess, about 15 years. And uh, it's a really interesting time, uh, for sure, uh, in the field of education. I feel like, uh, you know, everybody's been a student, but not everybody's been a teacher. So I think everybody's getting a little taste of it now. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So uh, the way I got into this field, I was actually um, in marketing initially and not really super... um, you know, thrilled with the direction my career was headed. And then I ended up meeting up with a friend who was in the field of special education, working with kids with uh, emotional disabilities. And I hung out with him for a few days at work and just thought, wow, this is, this is probably what I should be doing. I just connected really well to kids and really found the day just zoomed by. It was like that flow happened to me for the first time. Um, And so then I uh, had a family of my own. And while I did that, I went to school and got my degree in teaching. Um, and so when my kids were old enough to go to school, kind of about the age your kids are now, Tom, um, I started working and I worked at a technical high school and I worked at, um, now currently where I am in about 15 years. So here I am. Yeah. And now I work from my living room. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> kids, we got a special guest here. Leah yeah. also had a Nikki. All right. This is what it's like working at home. Um, yeah, this is so, a And this, this is it. So, uh, Number one, t- teaching to me, my mom's a teacher, uh, it most, probably one of the most undervalued positions in our community, and I think it's one of the hardest jobs out there, that, and teachers should make a lot more money. So I just want to like get that on the table, because what you do every day is not easy. And we've seen that at home. We've got all yeah. this homeschooling going on right now. Parents are having to take their kids through it. You've got this guy back here. He's in first grade. <laughs> say hi. All right. You're on the podcast, buddy. This is it. And um, then we got a kindergartner as well. And then we're all in the same school district that, uh, that, that Nikki works in. So I, it's, it's tough. Like, it's hard teaching. I mean, I, I was probably not a great student myself. I know I was a little bit of a handful when I was younger. And you know, what I love to hear is that you had a calling to it and you love what you're doing. Because if you don't love what you're doing, you probably just get another job right away and do something else. And, and I, I love hearing that because it's really hard what you do. So Given the current climate, like talk about some of the adjustments you've had to make with with your students, like what maybe the the, the district or your department's doing at, at a high end level, because this is a new normal that no one really expected. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. It was like in you know moments where we where all of a sudden you're making decisions and trying to figure out how to carry out uh, what you do, you know, through a computer like this, mm-hmm. um, and it all happened really quickly and really intensely. Um, and also, you know, just, it was sort of an, a crazy time just in terms of, you know, health concerns and worrying about people, but also sort of inspiring to see how people rallied and, um, came together and pulled together to try to make this work for kids. I mean, a lot of us got into this field because we care about, 
kids learning and um, you know, being excited about the stuff that they're involved in. And so we want to try to keep that going as best we can, even though the, the situation is, is less than ideal. So um, it's been a huge, huge uh, shift, a huge adjustment. And I think for, you know, something everyone can appreciate is the fact that not only are you doing your job, but you're, um, you know, taking care of your own family in the midst of all this. So, you know, I think it has built a lot of empathy uh, for one another and also, um, you know, just helped, I think it's helped this, you know, I guess our community understand how important schools are to kids and families mm -hmm. and, you know, all the things that you have to figure out now, uh, all the things you have to deliver that you're used to delivering face-to-face, -face, figuring out how to do this now remotely. Um, and it's even, even working within a school system, you know, and having that exposure to all the different ways that we work with kids even my eyes are open to, you know, thinking about, you know, just the safety. We look, we're, we're the first line of defense to make sure kids are safe and, um, you know, the help that we provide kids with emotional needs and, um, you know, social needs and family needs. And, you know, even as something is significant as, uh, you know, food in a day, you know, and meals, uh, all those things have to be thought out. The healthcare, you know, there's just so much. So it's, it's really been sort of enlightening in terms of understanding what schools mean to to kids and to their families and how integrated that all is so yeah I, I i'm glad to hear you know it's it's always nice to hear when someone's appreciative and um you know it, it does it does reinforce the value of that this occupation i think to me one of the hardest jobs that's out there and and you know one of the things our uh, our son behind me is messing with our bulletin board now he's um he uh his first grade teacher parent teacher conferences said hey i'm gonna be with your kids more than you are because when they're with you, they're sleeping eight hours a day. And that was like, I never even thought of it like that. And it was the first, because we, we have half-day kindergarten, so it was the first time, and that was earlier this year. And then seeing the, the commitment where his teacher's coming to, like, class parties and class events. I mean, they're really part of the family at, at, a, at a very basic level. And what I love that your district has done, because we, we send our kids there, they, they really continue to evolve, meaning – like now they're doing Zoom meetings with their class, like they're getting to see their friends. And there's so much more to school than just like the learning aspect, like the, the community aspect, growing as a person, like maturing. I mean, it, it makes it really tough. So, I, you know, I love the, the adjustments that the district has made and what obviously what you're, what you're doing on like a student teacher level. Yeah. So, uh, you know, knowing that, that there's been a lot of adjustments that, that have been made for the parents at home. And I think this is the biggest challenge. And it's a lot of the moms really, like I'm gonna be very clear in my household, my wife, Bridget, has been doing the majority of the work. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm doing that. And we're very, very grateful for her commitment to our family. So what advice do you have for the parents? This is going to be the funniest episode ever with this going on. So uh, what, what's up? Okay. So, so advice to families? Is yeah, what, so what advice do you have for the parents that are having to teach their kids? And what would you tell them on, on maybe a one-to-one -one level? Because I, I, it's been tough on some people. This has been hard. Yeah, it's super hard. Um, yeah, I think, uh, first of all, Bridget's a rock star. I'll say that. I know yes. that firsthand, seeing all that she's doing in a day as I work out, you know, from my window. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of advice, you know, just really taking it one day at a time and knowing that this too shall pass. I mean, that's an expression I, my mother used to say to me growing up and I think that's true. I mean, it's really bad stuff what's happening and it's, you know, certainly a challenge for everyone, but um, you know, it's not going to be forever. So just taking it one day at a time is probably the best piece of advice. Uh, it's not going to be 
a, a typical school day. It's not going to be a normal situation. It's, you know, it's an atypical experience, but you know, that's life, you know, in life, you often veer off the path for a time. So this is just an example of that and sort of letting kids know that, you know, this is what we're doing for the moment, but it's not going to be forever. And just, you know, taking it one day at a time. And, um, you know, one thing I, I discussed with my families is, you know, adhering to a schedule as best you can um, seems to give people a lot of comfort because we're so schedule oriented. Um, anyway, I think that's helpful for kids too. You know, just like we're not walking out of the door and climbing on a school bus and heading to school, but, you know, we can structure the day, uh, you know, so that it's, it's sort of an official day where we get up, we sort of have our morning routines and then we have time where we're learning and then we have breaks and, and, you know, and then there's an end to it. I think, you know, in our modern culture, a lot of times even people that work from home are like 24 seven, but I think with kids, you really need to have a start time, break times and a cutoff time. Um, and then, the rest of their their day as it was before this all happened so you know that's probably my biggest thing is you know biggest piece of advice is just take it one day at a time and try to create some structure and some regularity to this sort of irregular experience yeah i, I mean you know the schedule thing i've seen that work on some of our, our team members have kids at home and and they're doing the same thing where i look at like our agents and they have okay i got to teach my son here and i got to teach my son there and in between i'm going to be doing work stuff and we're going to have lunch and like actually putting it in their calendar has been really, really helpful for them. So I love that piece of advice because otherwise, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a free for all and there's no direction. And right. then kids I, also I, need a break. And the kids need, I think the kids need that um, pattern to rely on because it's already so chaotic. I mean, everything, you know, from what I'm hearing even from friends and their kids is their kids are like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like they want to know, you know, the next thing that's coming their way. So I think the more you can sort of set it up like a schedule, it'll give them that comfort of, okay, this is the, this is the drill for today. And it's gonna look a lot like that tomorrow. And at least they can sort of rely on that foundation. Um, you know, it's funny, like some of my high school students who are struggling learners, um, as soon as this happened, you know, they were sleeping till three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that's about the worst thing <laughs> that you could do for yourself in terms of educating yourself. So like one of the first conversations I was having with my students is, you know, creating a schedule like this, you're still, you're still doing school. It's just, it's just different, but you're still learning and you're still committing yourself and you're trying and you're, you know, uh, learning. So one of the first things I said was, you know, wake up and do your morning routine. You know, you might not get on a school bus, but you're going to, you know, get a shower, get breakfast in you, have a, have a start time and then go, you know, and then have an end time too. But it's, it's for all ages. I just think every, every kid needs to have a, have a routine in place. Well, yeah, the same thing for adults, right? I mean, it's the same thing for people that work. Like, I mean, it, you know, we say that all the time with any, especially if you're like doing your own thing, like now we're all working from home. So I think that that's advice for like, any, even if you're not teaching kids, like everyone should be having a schedule right now just to try to get things done. So I, I love that piece of advice. Uh, that's great. So what, um, like, what, what are some of the resources that you're directing parents towards or kids to, uh, towards that are out there? I know, um, our kids have been using like a seesaw app with their kindergarten teacher where they upload like videos of what they're doing. Um, they've been doing zoom calls, which I, like, I wish I would have bought zoom stock before this was, uh, this all happened. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, it's we been crazy. We were talking about this before the interview. So what are some of the resources you recommend that people use that, that might be out there that, that can help with, uh, with this process? Well, I mean, it's interesting. One of the first tools that I went to was zoom because I'm so used to face-to-face -face interaction with my students. I, 
really value that and miss, that was one of the things I missed immediately. Um, so, you know, I know you were saying your kids, you know, got online and, and were at least able to see each other's faces and the teacher's face. And I just think that for me that, you know, that brings me a lot of comfort to be able to see my students. In fact, I'll get on a Zoom call with them one-on-one -on -one and they won't have their camera on. And I'm like, turn your camera on. Like, we yeah. We need to see each other. So, you know, that's the first, the first step. And then I think, you know, like most schools have some kind of online warehouse for all the information that the teachers are wanting to communicate to students. And I think the more teachers can use that platform, whatever it is in our district, it's Blackboard. And our, your son is entertaining you, I can tell. Yeah, he's, he's, he's I, well, you guys, you guys are like friends. So, I mean, I think he's excited <laughs> just to hear you. So it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's life, life in uh, April of 2020 here. So this right. is it. Yeah, so, um, you know, just using, using whatever platform your school district can offer for, for keeping all that information in one spot. And then, of course, you know, email is great. And um, in terms of, uh, I mean, one of my favorite things in the world is Google, Google Drive because all, there's so many great tools that, that kids should be using. And, and even, you know, students I encourage to use before this all happened that, you know, you can do um, speech to text or... Uh, you know, read a lot or, you know, listen to text aloud, you know, these are all these tools available through Google um, that can make, you know, comprehension better, focus better, you know, like use the tools that are available. I think kids tend not to because it's an extra step, but in this scenario, it's, it can be really helpful. Um, so Google's great. Um, Zoom is great. I would say uh, for the students that I work with, I use, um, you know, like an online um, whiteboard for, for brainstorming and organizing ideas. Um, there's a lot of things out there. I don't know how secure they are, but we have one through our, through our Blackboard system that we use with our students. Um, you know, things like Khan Academy. I, I think a lot of teachers are starting to think about, you know, some of those, um, I mean, they use them anyway, but even more so, so that kids have access to instruction and, and practice and things like that. Um, but those are the biggies, I'd say. Uh, Quizlet is a cool. Kids all know this. The kids know these different apps. Um, Quizlet's I'm good. writing these down so I can I can take notes here. So. <laughs> yeah, um, trying to think what else. Oh, I I think for older kids, um, if they have reading, there's this resource called Schmoop S C H M O O P dot com, and it's a great it's a great online resource for comprehension of some more challenging reading. Um, that's one of my favorites that I use with students. Um, it, Google has a lot of add-ons, which, mm -hmm. you know, there's one called Co-Writer. There's another one called um, Snap and Read. These are all tools for reading comprehension and written expression that can be helpful. Um, I just learned about one. Oh, there's something called Newsella, N-E-W-S-E-L-A, and that has online reading uh, resources that there's a, it's a paid subscription, but there's some free parts to it that are pretty cool, but you can have different leveled readings um, if there's any kind of research. And of course the libraries for most schools have pretty amazing on, online and they're generally underutilized. So hopefully people will take advantage of it now. Um, but yeah, those are, the, those are the biggies that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I, you said something right at the beginning, get on camera on Zoom. I love that because there's too many people that just dial in. You might as well call them on the phone. So then yeah. the whole point of this is to get face to face. So I, I love that piece of advice. Uh, Google, we, Google like basically put Microsoft Office out of business with all the free apps that they have. I mean, no one buys that anymore. So I, I love the Google recommendation. We use that a lot. Blackboard has been really helpful 
um, especially for our, our first grade son, because the learning there is a little different than kindergarten. Right. It's been a great one we've used. Um, so, I mean, this is all good stuff here. So if anyone has a question on this, just feel free to like send me a message. And then I, I wrote them all down. I got all the, the, the weird spellings because all these apps kind of have like funny names. But this is, this is great stuff, Nikki. This is awesome. So yeah. uh, what do you think this means for educating moving forward? I mean, I think we've really, I mean, you've had to pivot. Everyone's had to pivot. Parents, students, the teachers. So what, what, does, this, what does this all mean for, uh, for, the, for, uh, for, for teaching moving forward? I think this means Leo is going to be in your uh, attic office for the rest of yes. your life. Yes. <laughs> Move in and we'll put a bed in here for him. Uh, well, you know, I just think it, I think it highlights what we've always known in education, which is, you know, we're always zigging and zagging and trying to find ways for kids to learn. I don't think this is that different than sort of what historically has happened in this field. Um, like, like a lot of fields, right? You're always trying to yeah, improve for sure. and find ways to reach learners. And, um, you know, I think this just sort of speaks to what, what, what I've experienced, which is, you know, being creative and, um, constantly trying to find different tools and methods and, and ways for kids to learn. So that's one, one thing I think will come out of this. The second is, I think, um, as you were asking the question, I was thinking about just sort of a, maybe a, a, a growing appreciation for, you know, what schools offer people in terms of community and support. And, you know, it's, it's just so much more than learning. And I'm, I'm thinking probably people are starting to, to recognize that more now, which is good. I think, you know, it's, it's important for people to understand the value of what a school can bring to, you know, a, a family or a student. I totally agree. I mean, this, you know, I went to um, Catholic school and there was like 14 kids in my class. So this is the complete opposite of what we've seen now, which is one of the reasons why we moved here. We live here. We ended up being neighbors was because of the school system. And um, the, the thing I've been most impressed with, and I don't really know what to expect because uh, everyone gives you like advice as a parent and you really don't know until you get into it. It's been the community aspect for sure um, here. And, and that's something that I think the kids miss the most out of what's been going on right now. Yeah. So I also love what you said when you're when you've been pivoting and just working on getting better because that's probably the key to success in any career is you don't know what's going to come at you and you just have to kind of your reaction and the way you you adjust to it that's really what makes the what make what make what makes the difference so I love that piece of advice as well so I know the answer to this but I'm going to ask you anyway because I think this is pretty helpful so what like what are you guys doing day to day you've got um, a, a son and a daughter at home or your son's at school he's he's, in, he's at college right now yeah. Um, so what are you guys doing to kind of like stay sane? Because I think this is a big problem for a lot of people, independent of having to teach your kids, just like the day to day. It's like Groundhog Day every day. So, um, yeah, I think part of it is the schedule, you know, just sort of having a plan for the day and then feeling like you have things to do and getting them done. Working work has taken up a lot of time and, and sort of given me focus. Um, but also, you know, as you as you well know, um, you know, Matt and I head out to the gym pretty early every day. And so been, I can hear you leave. I'm usually up then. So I, I, I do know that what's going on. Yeah, so. You, you uh, Matt and I are like one other person on our street. Or, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah. We're awake at that horrible hour. Um, so we've had to wait for the sun to come up. But, you know, maintaining our, um, our workout has been super important. My gosh, it's, it's like, you know, you have to get outside. You have to get fresh air. You have to get in the sunshine. Um, and just maintain the parts of your life that you can maintain. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that there's not much, you know, but working and working out and, you know, meal times. And, um, I'm, you know, I did figure out how to get some wine shipped from out of state, you know, to this wonderful state. <laughs> share that secret with us. We're, we're still, uh, we're still working on a shipment right now, actually. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll talk after this. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> don't yeah, don't, don't overload the company. <laughs> 
like actually I was thinking about today, like still having dates, you know, date night or whatever. It might still be, it might be in your living room, but keeping up with some of the things that are important to you as best you can in the home. Like Saturday morning is a big um, time for us to go work out and then we meet up with friends for coffee and, and get pastries at the little, at Delise in town. And so we, we did the pickup and we had that in our house in the morning this morning. So, you know, try to maintain a little bit of the fun stuff that you can, you know, while sequestered. Uh, I, I, I'm so, I was so impressed when I saw you guys building the, uh, the jump block in the backyard. Like that to me was so cool because that's commitment. That's like, Hey, we're going to work out. We're going to use this thing. I heard the ACDC you had on this morning that got me in the mood to work out, which I'm, you know, if anyone knows me, I'm, I'm, I'm a daily workout kind of guy as well, at least over the past few years and, and really made that commitment. So I, I love what you're doing to just keep, keep going because I think, you know, I, I, it's not easy being a teacher in general. And I'm sure it's probably more stressful than it has been before, just like any other job, because we're, we're limited in what we can do. And that sort of stuff, like this is what people need to hear to get through this. It's, it's, I don't think there's anything crazy that we talked about here. It's all back to basics. And that's, basics, it, yeah. it, it, it's, you know, your health, your relationships and, and your job. And what can you do to make that, make, that, make that enjoyable in this kind of environment? Right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um uh also you know i i think in terms of like the educational side of it you know I, i've heard from some people that are like well this you know my kid's missing out on this and my kid's missing out on that and yeah that, that's true but also there there are things that we're gaining from this experience um you know i'm sure leo is learning things now that he'd never had to, mm -hmm. to do before you know so well i think that's you know part of just trying to realize that, yeah, this is sort of life and you, and you just kind of go with the flow and, and you learn and you grow as you go along. And, you know, our kids aren't doing what they're used to doing and it's, you know, maybe someone considered not ideal, but they're going to grow from this experience. They're going to learn things that they wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity to learn. So, you know, you got to kind of always try to look through the, the glass half full kind of perspective too. Love it. And, and I, there is an opportunity to learn some like life skills from this probably a lot early. I mean, for a first grade kid, this would have, they're not getting exposed to anything like this where you have yeah. to make a huge adjustment in your life for a kindergartner. So yeah, like um, your, your kids know now what the mailbox is, right? Like they know <laughs> to go drop off a letter. <laughs> yeah. He, we had to explain it to him because he, he's been writing back and forth Leo um, to uh, his friend and old school pen mailbox. And he goes, what do we do now when we got there? So you put the, you put and it's like one street away. It's over uh, on, um, on Linwood. So yeah. it was, it was really funny to have that experience, but that, that's the world. We we now. Yep. Now he knows. <laughs> so anything else you want to share with anyone watching here? I mean, this was a lot of content here, jam-packed with great information. I'm really excited to share this with um, our past clients, the people we know, everyone in our social networks. Any, any, anything you want to kind of let people know as we, we kind of wrap this up here, Nikki? This has been great. Um, I don't know. I feel like we, we did a darn good job, Tom. I think we covered it. All right. Well, yeah. you said it all. This was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Even though I see you all the time, I really appreciate you doing this. And I know this is going to help a lot of people. And we really appreciate you taking the time to share all this stuff, Nikki. I, I look forward to the porch party when the, when the sun comes out and we can at least, you know. It's supposed to be warm tomorrow. So maybe we can, maybe we can do right. some uh, chairs in our driveway. We'll just we'll wave at each other. <laughs> all right. Look forward to it. <laughs> Take care, Nikki. Thanks.